0: and good morning nascar fans welcome to green white checkered here on espn radio the espn app and espncoastal.com pj Zuko here with you this morning looking forward to a great weekend of nascar racing once again the cup series at las vegas as they start off the round of 12 here in the nascar cup series playoffs a round that includes las vegas talladega And the Roval there at Charlotte, what an exciting round. This is going to be three different types of NASCAR tracks to look forward to. And I would say two wild cards in this round with Talladega and the Roval there at Charlotte. But starting with with a little bit more of a normal NASCAR track uh, later today at Las Vegas, and certainly looking forward to that. But coming into the NASCAR playoffs, uh, Brandon and I had a chance uh, to take our picks and who would be the most likely to miss the round of 12, to to be that first four out. And uh, Brandon was actually able to get all four correct. I missed one, thought Kevin Harvick wasn't going to make it. He ended up making it and had such a good time with that, we decided to do it again here for the round of 12. So Brandon and I recently were able to share the four guys we're most worried about here in the round of 12 that we think are going to miss the round of 8.
1: Hey, I tell you, PJ, this one one here is a little more difficult than the first one. You know, you kind of looked at the field and, and just kind of measured up uh, you know, consistency through the season and uh, just just the way those teams were running. So you, you can kind of put that in and I tell you, it, it even came really close down between those four. I mean, like I said, that cutoff at Bristol was just I mean, insane from everything that everybody had going on and, and for three guys kind of to miss out by, you know, less than four points, I mean, it's just insane. So, like you said, moving into this next round, man, you got Vega, you got a, a mile and a half, a super speedway, and then it ends at the Roval. So, you know, looking at this lineup that's coming up, you uh, You know, I I think for me, uh, I'm definitely going to have to throw uh, Christopher Bell in there. I think the guy's been running really good as of late. Had some trouble there late at Bristol last night uh, to kind of wreck that finish, but, I mean, was inside the top ten there towards the later end of the stages of that race and and running good. Uh, So um, I I think i got to put him down there. Um, You know, I think the 24 of William Byron, I really don't want to put him down there. I I really would like these Hendrick cars to make it, but I think um, unless, unless he has, some drastic changes, has some really good speed. Um, we'll put him in the bottom. Uh, one that's going to kind of surprise everybody is I tell you what, I'm going to take Harvick and I'm going to put Harvick out uh, in these four races. Just looking at what they've done this season, man, um, I tell you, hadn't really had it together on the road courses and definitely hadn't had it together on the mile and a half consistently. Um, you know, Talladega is kind of that wild card where right place, right time, anybody can win that one. Uh, but I was looking at those three races, I, I don't see the four car having good enough finishes compared to the rest of the field. Uh, and then I think the fourth guy for me is going to have to be Brad Keselowski. Uh, I mean, he's come on as of late. Um, you know, he's, he's had some really good runs, but there again, I just don't think the consistency is there. He hasn't shown it uh, at d style racetracks. We, we know he's run the Roval good before, and we know that, I mean, especially at Talladega, the man can go out and restrict your plate race. Um, but I, I just don't see it getting put together. So uh, like I said, I mean, as of right now, we'll have to go Keselowski. We'll have to go Byron, Uh, we'll have to go Harvick, and we'll have to go Christopher Bell for me for my four not to make it out of this next round of the playoffs. Uh, so we'll, do, we'll just have to see what happens and like I said man Talladega is kind of that wild card um, and we'll, we'll see who goes out and locks it down in that but man I tell you what it's going to be an interesting round right here as well
0: yeah I, I don't know like you said going into it it's so interesting difficult to pick from these guys because they're all so competitive going into round two here uh, but it, it's going to be interesting for me okay like you said I think at one point we all thought we were going to have four Hendrick drivers there in the last round Duke and out in Phoenix and that could still certainly happen with how strong they are but just without they've been racing in the the tracks that we have here in round two i'm gonna have two of them actually missing the cut i'm gonna have william byron and Alex Bowman who's yes had a solid year too but you got to be ultra competitive in this round I'm not sure if those guys are going to be able to do that Uh, so give me William Byron Alex Bowman possibly missing the cut here for round three I think uh, Kevin Harvick as well just consistency wise he's pretty good at these tracks but not as good as all the other drivers I think uh, Talladega and and the Roval I mean he could go out and win both those races or he could go out and wreck out of both those races uh, just with how he He races at Talladega and the Charlotte Roval. So I'll have him out as well. I think the last one is going to be interesting. I'm going to differ from you on the Christopher Bell pick because I think he could go out. He could possibly win that road course race or finish in the top five, Have, have a solid race there. I think the next guy to talk about is possibly Ryan Blaney and Brad Kozlowski. But I think both those guys could go out and win at Talladega very easily or have good races there and at the Roval. So I'm going to keep them in there, too. I'm actually going to have Joey Logano missing the cut. And if you want a concrete reason, I'm, I'm not really sure why. I just think that he can be bang or bust at Talladega or a road course race. He could very well go out and win at Las Vegas. And if he does, I'll I'll, uh, put my foot in my mouth just as quickly as anybody else would and own up to that. But I think it's Joey Logano possibly being a surprise guy uh, to miss the next cut. So give me Byron, Bowman, Harvick, and Logano missing the round of eight here in a few weeks. So we'll see how that all pans out. Like I said, Joey Logano might come out and win Las Vegas, and I might have to eat crow. But I'll certainly do that if I need to. Either way, going to be a fun round with two wild cards, Talladega and the Charlotte Roval and Las Vegas later today to kick things off here in the round of 12. But we'll come back, talk about this new NASCAR series schedule for 2022, and also look forward to Las Vegas later today. Take our picks for who's going to get the win, who we should be looking out for later today at Las Vegas in the Cup Series. That's when we come back on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko here with you alongside Brandon Bain. And uh, be sure also to check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 there at Coach's Corner with our guy Brandon Bain. Catch up with all your latest NASCAR news. And of course, Brandon gets you set for the NASCAR weekend every uh, Wednesday night at 6 there with Rubbin' and Grubbin'. And uh, be sure to get to Coach's Corner as well. Enjoy some great food, uh, great drinks there every Wednesday night, and great entertainment. And of course, uh, Brandon will Get you set for uh, the NASCAR weekend. If you can't make it there physically to Coach's Corner, uh, be sure to tune in on the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed there every Wednesday night at 6 for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. But, uh, Brandon, as we mentioned, some some big news and a lot of things coming out uh, in NASCAR over the past few weeks and one of those is looking forward to 2022 and no not just the new car and the next gen car but also now the full nascar cup series schedule which includes some some pretty exciting changes uh maybe not as many changes as as uh, some of us would, would have hoped i know uh we had some some thoughts about the road course races there uh that weren't necessarily addressed but uh some other races to look forward to and some reschedules uh to look forward to in 2022 as well and I think one of the biggest ones, just to start off with, but take a look around at all of them as you see fit, but the Clash, man, the Clash going to the Los Angeles Coliseum. And not only that, open to all NASCAR Cup Series racers. So uh, that certainly a big one that jumped off the page to me. Uh, going to be a, a quarter mile NASCAR track there inside the Coliseum. That going to be certainly exciting to see how that all pans out. But uh, I know that not only the the only change on the schedule is we, we have. a few more to look forward to as well.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, PJ. I mean, what a big move for NASCAR—they're putting that, uh, you know, the the Bush Class at the LA Coliseum week before the Super Bowl. So uh, we all know there's going to be a lot of eyes on that, and a lot of folks in town looking for some things to do. You know, that that week before. So uh, you know, super cool move right there by NASCAR. I think it's really going to kind of help launch the sport um, and the next gen car because uh, it's pretty much official—that's what they're racing. That. At first, they didn't know which one it was going to be, uh, so you know, they, they decided to go with this next gen. In there at a at that quarter mile in in the LA Coliseum, so uh, going to be amazing. You know the the other big change that I look at is you know you you're adding in Gateway uh, into that Cup Series schedule as well. Uh, I think that's going to be really uh, pretty neat racetrack, and um, especially where they put it in the schedule, it's going to be a little unique for all the Cup drivers and everybody to, uh, you know, kind of get used to that. You know, we know that trucks and Xfinity have been there for some years, but uh, you know the trucks here or you know the uh, the NASCAR Cup series hadn't been there, so it's going to be a, a first there again. Um, I tell you, you know, something else that's going to be big on that schedule is you know they they flopped around a couple dates. You you take Miami from uh, being that week right there before atlanta in early march and they moved it back into uh you know the the last three races of the uh the cutoff for the playoffs you know to make that championship uh race so uh, a few little you know uh schedule changes like we talked about i i really wish there again um you know i think that some of these road courses definitely should have went away you know they took a second that doubleheader weekend at pocono they cut it down to one race a year which um, I think the doubleheader was kind of the last straw for that track to have two races. Uh, the market's just so much better in so many other areas that they have some racetracks, but uh, really kind of upset there again, no traditional Indy. Uh, we got to get back to that. I think that's just a staple of NASCAR. You know, we waited so many years to get there, um, you know, and then finally in 94, NASCAR got the open opportunity to race at Indy, and, and history was written there, and, and we've kind of gotten away from that and went to this road course stuff, so. So um, I, just, I think there's still some things that need to be tweaked up. Uh, there again, you know, me and you have had the conversation numerous times, PJ. I really feel like when we get down uh, to these these award ceremonies and, and we're crowning that champion in the year, uh, you know, uh, every however many years they want to do it, two, five years, every year, whatever. Uh, you know, like a lottery. You, you have five staple tracks for that playoff, you know, that are always going to be in the playoffs. You know, your cutoff races, the Bristol, the Talladega, the whichever ones you want. Martinsville. Um, but then, you know, take five or however many tracks and put them in and draw, you know, and set that schedule that, you know, 2023 schedule will be set, you know, in 2022 and just kind of put it on. Uh, and with that being said, I mean, there's no, I know there's certain tracks we can't go to in the wintertime, obviously, uh, New Hampshire's, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but, you know, kind of revamp that schedule and add an, a new little flavor into NASCAR to where, uh, you know, nobody really knows until that year before and then just kind of get it set. You know, I mean, we don't play the Super Bowl in the same stadium every year we don't play the world series we don't you know a lot of these major sporting events always change so it's something i think nascar should definitely pick up on uh, as far as the uh you know the, the playoff races go
0: yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I would say the same, uh, as you mentioned, for the championship race there with, you know, kind of alternating it around a little bit, and even if it's a pot full of six or seven different racetracks that you have to choose from for that championship race, would love to see it move around a little bit, a different uh, final stage there uh, for every single year. I think that would be in, incredible. Keep drivers on their toes, but also not provide it with anything too crazy, not have a, a Daytona or a Talladega be the final race of the year. We all know how that can be. But, you know, have a a more traditional racetrack, maybe even a short track, as your last race of the year, getting back to NASCAR's roots, really, of of that, you know, short track racing. Um, And, yeah, Phoenix... Right there on the edge of being a short track, you know, certainly exciting and and love to see NASCAR racing there at Phoenix all the time. But at the same time, don't want to get stuck in this phase where uh, we have the same track for 15, 20 years that we're ending uh, the season on. I I completely agree. Would love to see that switched up a little bit. As you mentioned, that there were some big interesting moves to make. I am certainly looking forward to seeing how Gateway is added into the schedule and especially where it is there as well there on on june 5th 15th race of the year kind of slotted in right there at the middle uh one off week as well one off week kind of slicing down on some of the off weeks from from this year I, I will agree with you there's some stuff i certainly like there's some stuff uh, some some negatives as well i'm hundred percent with you. Even if we still go to the Indianapolis uh, Road Course race, we have to get back to to having the normal format there as well, and and having that classic classic race. Uh, even if it means going to Indy two times a year, which, you know, we're we're seeing more and more tracks lose their second race of the year, and. You know, I, I would actually like to see that be more of a special thing. I, I don't necessarily mind that as much, uh, even with Pocono, a, a racetrack that I like and, and lived up in Pennsylvania. Like you said, there's too many other racetracks that, that should be on a NASCAR schedule that would be incredible on a NASCAR Cup Series schedule that aren't because we have, you know, 10, well, maybe not that much anymore, but we had 10, 11 tracks that were are getting two dates a year. Um, so I'm... Yep. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm excited to see Gateway added there, and excited to see NASCAR back in Nashville again. I am also actually looking forward to them going back to the Circuit of the Americas because I want to see how that track races without being in a, in a torrential downpour. Uh, because I'm, so I'm, I'm pretty happy they didn't just run away from that automatically. Uh, but I will agree with you that uh, you know cutting down on some of the road course races uh, would be would be. Good and would be a good thing for the NASCAR Cup Series schedule. And, you know, I think one of those cuts that you would make uh, most likely would would be that Indianapolis um, uh, road course. So you have that. Uh, You have the transition with with Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, the dirt track going to a night race, transitioning to a night race. There's that. Certainly going to be interesting to see the dirt track uh, under the lights. And one, one of the, I think, less notable but bigger to me moves that you have is moving Richmond out. Of the playoffs, and uh, you have Kansas there in that round one. You have Texas now in round two as well, and, and Las Vegas and Homestead, Miami there in round three. I don't mind that as much. I, I like seeing my Homestead, Miami back in the playoffs, but loved that first round this year of Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol, and the fact that we've transitioned away from that is, is a little frustrating. I know you know you go from now semi-short track in Darlington to mile and a half in kansas back to a short track so it's more variety but to me i i loved kind of the old school traditional feel of that first uh round of this year and and to see that changed uh, was a little disappointing so some good things some some disappointing things uh coming out here with this new schedule for 2022 but overall uh, i think still going to be a very exciting season as we look forward to 2022 and uh, this next gen car as well that's the other question how is this car going to race on these tracks that we've seen plenty of times before? How is it going to race on tracks that we're seeing for the first or second time on the 2022 schedule? Going to be interesting to see. And uh, it'll all start, man, like you said, the weekend before the Super Bowl with the Clash in Los Angeles Coliseum. What a sight that's going to be uh, with with all these uh, NASCAR Cup Series cars there in Los Angeles. But we'll come back Las Vegas later today. Have a The first race of this round of 12, and uh, we'll look forward to who we have having a great race today possibly looking out for the win here at Las Vegas here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. Welcome back Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio the ESPN app and ESPNCoastal.com PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you once again as we look forward to Las Vegas in the Cup Series later tonight to start off the round of 12. Also be sure go check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 at Coach's Corner with our guy Brandon Bain. Gets you filled in on all the latest nascar news and looks forward to the nascar weekend every single week as well There at coach's corner every wednesday night at six for rubbing and grubbing but brandon las vegas later tonight kicking off the round of 12 kyle larson dominated early in the year and got the victory can he do it again and who else do we got to look out for here as we kick off the round of 12 in the nascar cup series
1: playoffs Man, I tell you what, PJ, you know, I absolutely love Vegas. I've been able to keep up with uh, the truck race and the Xfinity race this weekend. And I tell you, both of them have been action-packed and filled with excitement, man. So uh, Vegas is definitely not disappointing at all. Uh, You know, the thing that that I look at is... You know, the dominance that Kyle Larson had earlier in the season uh, there at Las Vegas and just in mile-and-a-half in general. I mean, really every track. But as of late, kind of been, you know, get the win at Bristol there, a little bit of help, uh, you know, from a teammate, yada, yada. But other than that, mile-and-a-half killer. I mean, the guy has just been on fire on mile-and-a-half. So, um, I don't see anybody messing with him today, starting out front, starting from the pole. uh, you got to take Kyle Larson first on that list. I mean, he, he showed his dominance and man I tell you what, I, I got a feeling he's gonna go out and pretty much stink to show up again today. But uh we'll we'll roll with him first. Second for me Uh, We're going to go with the JGR car there. Uh, I just like the consistency that he's been showing, and and it it seems like he's really kind of woken up in the playoffs. So they're finally getting that win. Uh, And that's going to be Denny Hamlin. Uh, I tell you what, the guy's just, he's, you know, coming on and heating up at the right time into these playoffs. Got himself set in a pretty good situation point wise. Um, You know, I'm sure he wants to go out and get a win here and and pretty much have the other two just to go for broke. So uh, we'll see what he does uh, today, but he'll be second on my list. Uh, Third for me, uh, I look at a guy in Ryan Blaney, man. I mean, this guy, what was that, 19, I think, there at Vegas before we shut down for the pandemic. I mean, led so much of that race. Uh, Comes down to a green-white checkered and decides to come in and pit, and everybody stays in Logano and gets the win. But I tell you, Ryan Blaney's got a really good track record there at Vegas, Uh, and I think it's about time for that 12 car to kind of show up uh, as he did, you know, coming into those playoffs with the back-to-back wins. So uh, I think it's time for him to show up today, Good chance he could go out and get a victory there at uh, Vegas later this evening. Uh, Four for me. Got to go with my guy, Chase Elliott, uh, especially, you know, after, after seeing kind of what went down there at Bristol and, uh, you know, the, the drama that's going down, it's just interesting to see uh, what's going to happen here again today at Vegas, how these guys react to each other. And uh, let's see if it lights a fire underneath the nine car there and Chase Elliott and get gets the ball rolling back in the right direction, man. I mean, he's, he's been up front running, contending, had some issues on pit road and some different things uh, throughout races, but man had fast race cars and just hadn't been able to get the, the check flag so we'll see maybe if he can bring it home there at vegas for uh for us georgia georgia boys down here man but uh five for me there again got to be a staple this guy has got an amazing average finish at vegas another penske car and that's going to be the two of brad keslowski uh i know i took him to not make this into this next round into the eight but i tell you what if he's going to have a good run and there's going to be a track it's going to be this week here at vegas or it's Going to be Talladega, which we all know Talladega is kind of a wild card. Uh, anything can happen. One one bad mistake and you're out. So there again, if if it's going to be a strong run, definitely got to look for that two car here at Vegas today. Uh, and the dark horse, I tell you, I think it's a guy that uh, you know has got a lot of recognition. Um, you know, I think I think he's going to go out and have a pretty good run there today. Uh, and that's going to be you know 42 or Ross Chastain. Uh, I think I think that the Ganassi you know mile and a half program we saw it there at Atlanta and. Kurt Busch. Um and we've kind of seen Ross Chastain have some speed uh, a few weeks ago. last few weeks kind of stumbling a little bit, but I think he kind of rebounds pretty good. And uh, another guy to definitely watch out there for today would be the Eric Jones. You know, had a top-ten finish there at Vegas earlier in the spring, uh, coming off a top-ten finish there at Bristol. So I tell you what, uh, you know, Petty Motorsports uh, having some good consistency here uh, later in the season, and uh, maybe they can go out and get a good finish again today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great picks there for sure, and uh, I think, uh, like you said, there's there's nowhere you can really start on the mile and a half especially then Kyle Larson especially you look earlier in the year the dominance he had there at Las Vegas and really you know the first time we, we saw him absolutely dominate a race and uh, took a, a little bit of a break uh, there for from dominating races for a few weeks after that but came back and, and went on his tear of a stretch through the late spring and, and early summer uh, there to Kyle Larson and uh, led 103 laps there in the first Las Vegas race and I think we'll See something similar later tonight with nobody being able to catch that number five car. If there's a chance someone is, though, I think it's going to be his teammate there in Chase Elliott. I'll take him at number two. I don't think him and Kevin Harvick are going to get into each other, and if they do, I don't think it's going to be at Las Vegas. It'll probably be at the Charlotte Roval, but I don't think either of those guys are going to retaliate too too big on what happened there at Bristol. So either way, give me Chase Elliott. Always pretty solid there at Las Vegas and I think the best chance to upset Kyle Larson. Number three, I liked your Denny Hamlin pick. I'm going to go with a different JGR team, though, and it might be one that surprises you. All of them did well in the spring, but I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. Finished third, didn't lead a lap, which is kind of rare for him there at Las Vegas, as he always seems to have a good race there at Las Vegas and puts on a good showing. And I think even with some of his antics of late and, and things like that, Kyle Busch going to get back on track and compete for a victory later today. But there at number four, yeah, going to go with Ryan Blaney. Always solid there at Las Vegas. Finished fifth in the spring. Almost won there last year. Also had had one of the most dominant cars for sure. And he's, he's just always good there at Las Vegas. And recently been racing well, too. Right before the playoffs, went on an absolute tear. Raced well there in the first round of the playoffs as well. Give me Ryan Blaney at number four. Number five, yep. I'm right there with you. Going to take Brad Keselowski, and part of it is because I can't take Joey Logano, as I predicted he's going to be out here in this round of ...and not make it to the round of eight. So I can't go with him, even though he's pretty good at Las Vegas. Brad Keselowski, though, as you mentioned, his average finish is insane at Las Vegas. And I think he's going to come out and have a really good performance uh, later today. So give me Brad Kislowski in the number two. Love your dark horse pick there for Ross Chastain. I'm going to agree with you, though, on Eric Jones good to see him in this number 43 car doing a solid job there for Richard Petty Motorsports getting that top 10 earlier in the year I think he might even improve on that here in this one as he's uh, very good there at Las Vegas and doing a great job in that number 43 car great to see him sign back on for another year there with Richard Petty Motorsports and Signing on there with a team that that believes in him, as I I think certainly knocked out of the number 22 soon. And looking forward to seeing what he can continue to do in the 43, starting with a top 10 tonight for Eric Jones. But I'm PJ Zuko. He is Brandon Bain. This has been Green-White Checkered every Sunday morning from 9 to 9.30 here on ESPN Radio. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your race day. Stay safe wherever you go. Enjoy the race tonight, and God bless.